Welcome everyone you were listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. If any of you uh, wonder why I look as disheveled as I do this week, it's because Terry uh, Terry Time, who hosts the show with me, he's here in the, in the uh, studio next to me. Terry and I knew we had a busy day. Yes. Uh, we had a podcast ahead. And we did the very responsible thing of uh, going to play golf all day and smashing at a, beers. At 11 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. The worst time to play golf. It's the worst time. It was because, so hot. It was so hot. It's so hot. And when you end, it's traffic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was You're done traffic. Bad news. Uh, so basically, we raced uh, out, got the script together, raced back to the studio, and we're here. So that's a benefit. Yep, you managed always. to take the only shirt out of your wardrobe that is not compatible with our studio. Um, it's the shirt I was wearing while I was playing golf. So it, it is the shirt you were playing golf. There with. we go. I'm still wearing the shorts and the hat. I just changed my shirt. I'm going to do a little bit of magic here and undo the whole thing. Hey, that's the there color of your shirt. It's and the same there thing. it is. It's I the same feel thing. it looks the same. It looks the same. I don't, I don't know what you're man. complaining about. Really. I can see the O of hot through your arm. No, I, I see like, <laughs> yeah, you see it a little bit. It's like. There you go. You can't see shit. Yeah, you fucking. So Eagle. I learned. Eagle I, just wants to complain. I learned a few things about golf um, today. One is we suck. We're really bad at golf. What did you finish? Oh, you didn't finish. I, I, you missed, I missed, like missed five holes. Five holes. So. The first two. The first two because peas. Yeah. First two because peas late, uh, and then you had to drive Rob, oh leave to leave because yeah, a friend he had, of ours had to be yeah. driven to his car because he, he was had daddy on daddy duty. duty. Yeah, exactly. daddy duty. So you had to drive him to his car because he was in your cart. And then you missed probably like two holes there. Oh, you missed the f- you missed the 15, 16, and seventeen. Yeah, I missed three, I missed five holes total. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So not bad, not a bad day. I shot. Uh, I was actually going into the eighteenth. I didn't check, but I, I went after the score. Look, uh, when I was done, I checked. I was at forty four on my back nine, which would means good. I was at ninety four total because mm-hmm. I was fifty in my front nine. I needed a five or a six to break a hundred. Well, to hit a hundred. I was gonna say if it. you shoot under a hundred and you don't play very often, that's actually pretty good. Well, I played, played twenty nonstop. I played twenty five times this year. Then you're terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no. So that's the thing is, I, w- I was usually around like one ten, one fifteen, and slowly, slowly, I've been going. I've been g- chilling around like one hundred, one hundred five. So on the last hole, all I needed to do was bogey, and I break a hundred. And I fucking laid up a triple, a quadruple bogey, a quad. I hit eight on a par four at the end. That's pretty bad. That's pretty and bad. so because of that, it bumped me over. And I hit one hundred two, which I'm not, I'm not really mad at. But it was nice. It was a yeah. nice day. It was a nice day. That was fun. It was good to get out. Um, I'm not usually a beer guy when I when I play golf. Really? No, I'm not. I mean, I'm just like a coffee and Gatorade guy. I am a uniquely beer guy. When yeah, I play. a lot of people are, and I'm not that I'm saying like I'm not against it completely, but I just like the first of all, it dehydrates you when you're already in the sun. Yes, uh, that's but the best it part. is refreshing when you're in the sun. So. But it's like a, it's like Both a, ends. it's like you become a cheap date because you're drinking alcohol. The alcohol's taking more effect because you're dehydrated. That's it exactly. So uh, you could have had your way with me, Terry. That's why I like playing at six in the morning because you kind of like it's good six thirty. You know, six thirty is perfect. You're done by ten o'clock. You have to wake up at like. I five? really don't care. I really don't. Yeah, care. Yeah, to be honest, nah, like man. for golf, I'll do it. Yeah, for it's golf. the only reason I will wake up early. Yeah, but played. you also go fishing. So well, golf really and fishing, oh, yeah. You fish? and, and like and also. Beer. I'm also I'm also getting older. He just likes excuses to drink beer. Basically. And I, I'm also getting older, and I wake up 12 times in the middle of the night anyway, so I'm probably going to pee at that time. So I just stay up. Um, my wife called to ask me uh, who won, to which my answer was the course. Yes, the, the course, course always wins. Full form. Course is undefeated. Never lost. Undefeated. Not one time. Just like the internet. Course and the internet, undefeated. Eags, do you, uh, do you play golf? Uh, I did as a kid. I actually, you're going to laugh at me. I went to golf camp. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yep. jealous. I Where can see it. 
four hours in the morning, we would literally practice. So it was like, okay, driving rain, putting drills, sandbox, uh, sandbox, sandbox, um, yeah. sand yeah. trap, uh, getting the ball out of it and everything. And then we play a nine course, a nine, a nine, nine course, nine, nine hole course, nine hole. Thank you. What's Jesus. wrong with you? In I'm words. tired, man. It's, it's very hot. I feel like you'll struggle with words in it's, a future interview with Ben Marion, who's on the show today yeah. Yeah. of the Alouettes. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we did a uh, nine-hole course in the afternoon. Drove like an hour or whatever it was. Played it. Came back. It was uh, it was good. Yeah, that was awesome. That was That's pretty awesome. decent. You know what else is awesome? I was driving like two twenty when I was like twelve years old or something. What I'm uh, what I find most interesting about you playing as a child is I'm sure that you can use the same clubs now. You're not wrong, <laughs> <laughs> Terry. With that, it's time for <laughs> the news. <laughs> Ah, Terry, it's the news. We had Ben Marion. We're going to have Ben Marion. We will have him yes. in the future, not the we'll past. We'll have Ben Marion. Also, this episode of uh, Hot Sauce Sports is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, uh, where they have the best sauce and rubs in town, especially La Sauce, barbecue sauce, uh, Hot Sauce 10, promo code for 10% off on all individual bottles, i.e., well, you're not showing me now, but one, two, three, individually, you get 10% off, not if you buy the pack. He actually just released a brand new flavor, truffle, truffle, yeah. truffle oh, mustard. Yeah, I'm going to give me some of that. So hot that sauce 10 uh, for 10% off on all your individual bottles uh, at Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com. You're I'm forgetting actually, something, Terry. You're forgetting the most important thing. The thing oh, you yes, can never yes. forget. Uh, the one thing that they do, uh, Mike's BBQ Rub says, they, they adamantly, they said, do not forget to rub your meat. Also, do not forget to tell everybody else. Don't forget to rub your meat. I, uh, I often will stop people in the middle of the street, uh, old people, uh, yeah. priests. Uh, they, the priests don't need to be reminded, but <laughs> I remind them anyway. I no, remind no, them. they're me, not other people. Oh, yeah, exactly. Correct, yes, correct, yes, correct. yes, yes, yes. Uh, we actually, uh, for weekly sauce this week, it didn't work out because I fucked up the recording because Terry. Um, but we had Marco D'Amico on again. We were talking halves, and I did the ad read, and he started laughing in the middle. He's like, what the fuck is don't forget to rub your meat? He loved it. Yeah. I love that we didn't write that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, Right? Like, yeah. like, that's, it's awesome when sponsors kind of align with your sensibilities. Exactly, yeah. But, and I'm pretty happy with that. I love it. I um, did kind of fuck up this week because I'm using the uh, dry rub, but on shrimp. I'm kind of doing kind of like a Cajun spicy one. So can I rub my sea meat? No, uh, listen, sea meat, rub meat. Yeah. Okay. Right? So okay. That's we're, how good. It goes. we're good. That's then. How we're it good. Goes. All right. Um, Terry, I I had uh, I put my uh, serious big J journalist hat on. I wrote an article about the NCAA. It's out there on hotsauceports.ca. Um, it's weird. I, I I as I'm writing it, I'm like, is there there's no greater disparity in our staff between the podcast personalities and the writers than who I am on the show versus who I am when I write an article. It's polar opposite. You're very different. Very different. By peas. I like this. Um, and it's uh, it just it covers what a sick website we have, huh? It's pretty nice. Yeah. It's pretty nice. I do enjoy it. Again, it's hotsaucesports.ca. Yes. Um, so we talked about a lot of stuff uh, in there, of course. Uh, a lot of it having to do with the economics of uh, sports and uh, of the NCAA. And if you know my sensibilities, of course, you know that I hate them because they're liars. <laughs> uh, and like they just they 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 spend money in so many directions instead of rewarding the athletes who earned the money for them exactly. in the first place. Uh, but that's a whole conversation for another time. It's all in the article if you want to check it out. Yes. The SEC hasn't canceled. This because season. the SEC is like, yo, fuck this shit. We're going to make millions when everybody else is making nothing. It's also the part, the part of the country that is most infested with COVID-19. 
But they don't care. <laughs> like Florida and Georgia are getting slaughtered. They're, they're about to close schools in Georgia. Okay, what teams already. are in the SEC? Alabama. Yes. Florida State. Florida. Florida State's in the ACC. Yes, Florida. I can't think of any other schools. Georgia is there. Clemson. Clemson's in the ACC. <laughs> wow, they're good. ACC is a good division. ACC is good too, yeah. Uh, Auburn. Auburn's in the uh, CC. That's good. Um, Kentucky is there. Kentucky, Mississippi State. Yeah. Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Missouri's there too now. So base uh, Missouri, Mizzou, mm-hmm. uh, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, whatever. Tennessee, whatever. Yeah, okay, Tennessee. So these places, no Texas teams. Texas A and M. Texas A and M. Okay, yeah, there yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Uh, so Texas has a, a high number two now, and they were like, "Oh, we're good," and then they opened everything, and then no, we're not good. Because yeah. you know? that's what happens. Yeah, when you don't yeah. follow procedure. Protocol. No, when you don't come up with procedure. Ah, yes, exactly. Yes, sorry, I apologize. Uh, so I mean, the SEC is going to play, but the, I don't they do have a good will, point. They do, they do have a good point, though. I so will the say po- this, the, the, and we'll get to that in a second. But the, the the main thing for me is the the conferences that are closing are doing so, pretending it's about public safety, but in reality, it's about two reasons. One, the smaller conferences uh, don't have schools willing to invest in constant testing for their athletes. Yeah. Uh, so like. Princeton has enough money going elsewhere. The Ivy League is not investing in testing athletes on a daily basis, right? Um, so it's ir- irresponsible for them to, to, to expose their students to risk. The second, the second part of it is very simply that if the players use this as a platform to get what's theirs, to get rights, to get money, the NCAA will never be able to pull that back. So the NCAA in the conferences that have canceled are basically saying – We'd rather cancel a season than pay you. You think that's what they're saying? Absolutely. Because, <laughs> because like, if they're employees, like, we're seeing it with the NFL. We don't care that the NFL is playing. We don't care that the NBA is playing. We don't care that the NHL is playing because they're being compensated for that risk. Yeah. But to expose athletes who you're already exploiting <laughs> to potential death <laughs> and then not paying them for it, it's fucking crazy. It's nuts to think that um, there's a conspiracy theory when it comes to college football. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's obvious to me that these fucking conferences are making crazy amounts of money off the backs of these kids. The Pac-12 they, revealed they made $530 million. It's that, and that's nuts. the Pac-12. And that's the Pac-12. It's not the SEC. It's not Imagine the SEC, how much money the SEC exactly, makes. Exactly. It's or crazy. the ACC when, the, when the, where football is king. Mm-hmm. And um, it just sucks that they're not... That it's so obvious that they're just trying to avoid having to basically show how much money they've actually made, where they're putting their money, who's getting the salaries, what guy at the top of the NCAA is getting the most money. Uh, I mean, there's all this hate on people that like um, directors of conferences making like $5 million. I don't, I, I don't hate on people uh, that make their money because he's, he's, let's say he's the director of the conference. I don't care if he's making that much money. Just make sure that you're spreading the wealth. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And he's doing a job. And if that's the job, if that's the cost of the job, then it's fine. You thought uh, Hartwell and Saban made some good points. Yeah, I thought that, I think that playing, keeping them in a bubble is a great, is, is a great way. But the, the, so they're doing, the SEC's provo- proposed uh, in conference only. Yeah. But still involving travel. Okay, so travel isn't that bad if you think about what, where they're going. So uh, I actually wrote, uh, Eagle, you can pull it up. On There's a blog I wrote. It's my, it's my suggestions to the NFL and how they would bubble. And my suggestion to them was you have two hub cities per conference, okay? Um, oh, sorry, you have a hub city per division. 
Every division has a hub city. Mm-hmm. So, example, the AFC East is Buffalo. The NFC East is Dallas. And you schedule those two conf- those two divisions against each other. So it's this whole thing. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's very easy to read. It's very quick. Um, I don't know why it's in caps like that. That's so really random. That's very random. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. almost like your formatting needs a little bit of help. I don't know why it's, it did that. It's so fucking weird. Anyway, you really we'll wanted to emphasize this. Point. Yeah, yeah. It's I, was the really, I was. I was yelling. At, I was yelling. To be fair, I've been able to read it while on the show, so it works. There you go. It, it works. So. I just think that there is a there's a, when there's the amount of money that there is in football, there's always a way to figure it out. Yes, but and, why yeah. would you spend money when you don't have to? Well, no, but I'm saying is that they have all these all these resources to use. But then, yes, the, but why but, use but, the but resources? Again, but again, at the, oh, but you're not making any money. You can still make money by doing no, no. this. You still run the season the exact same way, and you make all your cash. Like look at MLB and how well and that's you, working out. No, no, but they, that's the thing. It, that's not even an option. I don't think anybody would allow them to do that. And it's it's for how many people co- would actually go to the games? But it's further complicated well, by s- different states having different rules, uh, different schools within the conference not being united. The, uh, the, the Washington football teams have already said they're not going to allow fans into their uh, stadium for this whole year. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have said they're going to basically have everyone in because their ventilation system is quote state of the art. Well, Jerry Jones doesn't believe Jones. in COVID. Yeah, doesn't believe in COVID. He's in someone Texas. who's most affected, I would imagine, by COVID. Given I feel like he just walks in the building, and if one person has it in there, out of a hundred thousand people, he'll get it. How many? How many people no, do you think have gone in? <laughs> how many people do you think have gone into his current skin? Into his skin? Yeah, like, I think he's peeled his skin off like four times. So he's on like the fourth generation of skin. Yeah, exactly. Fair. He doesn't look well. The uh, the NBA. I like. I've I've been really enjoying the NBA, and and actually I've been watching a ton of MLB, but I feel like it's going to be a waste when they cancel the season. Yeah, but uh, the NBA has had some great storylines. Um, so the first one I wanted to bring up was uh, Damon Damon Lillard has gone insane. He scored sixty twice in the bubble. Put some respect on his name. Um, yeah, and um, in an earlier game, like right, literally, like I swear to God, news breaks every week immediately after our show. But I want to say on Thursday last week, uh, they took a loss, and Pat Patrick Beverly and Paul George uh, were sort of waving him off and seeing him, you know. Yeah, saying, Patrick like, Beverly was oh, laughing. Exactly, was like, and like, oh, but it's that's NBA gonna NBA. But like, so Damian Lillard is always angry. He's the grumpiest dude out there, and his sister came to his defense on Twitter, mm. and this Siblings. is her post. Siblings. All right, uh, are we supposed to hear it? Yes. Yeah. Hold on. This is no. this is classic. It's given that we're most everybody know how my mouth is, how my I mean, mouth rewind, can't rewind, be because I just rewind. left the gym. But y'all, I said earlier I was gonna let that whole Paul George shit go and Patrick Beverly because everybody know how my mouth is, how my mouth can get. But niggas wanna get on Instagram, so I'm finna get up under that nigga pictures and start talking hella shit because you can't talk. You got a whole stripper pregnant, then you wife the bitch. Then look at her lips, look at her face. Come on now, baby boy. Don't, don't, because I'm getting personal with it. I don't care. It's me because I just left the gym. But so, um, yeah. That, I mean, going after <laughs> Paul George's girl um, and <laughs> reminding everyone, because it was a pretty public story when it happened where he basically knocked up a stripper, uh, but then going on and on about it. And then uh, the, the, the Paul George's girl's response was, uh, just calling Damian Lillard's sister a fat cow. You can't write this. This is drama at the highest level. 
This is... You can easily write this. Have you ever watched anything on any channel nowadays? Like, the learning channel is basically this, but ten times worse. Well, the thing, the thing is, is that if she's going to go after them, then she's fair game. Yeah. So, I don't, hate, I don't really hate on it that much. It just, it's strange. If, he when, wa- if she wants to make fun of his wife, then he has the right to make fun of her. Of course, but it just, it just seems like it's, it's the, the NBA is the only league where wives and sisters can avoid. Although there was, uh, uh, what's his name? Grimes' wife. The, uh, you talking, is it a Simpsons episode? No, Grimes, the Dolphin Grimey? Safety Grimes. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his first name, but yeah, it was the same name as the guy from the Simpsons. I think that was the whole thing. He played for Atlanta too. Yeah, Atlanta and then the Dolphins. And then wherever Fuck. you went after. Brent Eagle. Grimes? Brent Grimes? Sounds familiar. What about him? So, yeah, his wife posted some very, like, nasty stuff about the coaching staff, yeah. about the, you know, her like husband up in the property. Grimes? Frank Grimes? No, Frank Grimes is from the He's Simpsons. He's the guy though. who goes crazy. Yeah, exactly. On the Simpsons. No, we're talking about the, Dol- the NFL player. Ex-Dolphin safety. NFL Grimes. You know what Grimes my gears? Uh, Brent Grimes. Brent Grimes, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, of course, she made him a cake uh, of uh, – he got a birthday cake of him getting blown, <laughs> which was awesome. The fuck? Yeah. Hey, why not? Yeah. Why not? <coughs> well, why not? To each his own. Everybody's got their vices. Um, Skip Bayless, Idiot. After, uh, pri- prior, to the, prior to Dame going off, says he doesn't believe in Dame time. So, Skip when Bayless – When I saw that headline – Skip, I don't I, got – we can talk if he wanted to talk. So, he seeked out my number and called me. And when he called me, I was just like, bro, I don't know you like that. Like, you don't owe me no explanation. I don't know you. Stop stop speaking on me incorrect, like, for your ratings or whatever. And he just backed out on some, you know, I'm depressed. And, uh, <laughs> and like, Skip. Okay, so Skip Bayless is the ultimate. And it's a shame because that's kind of why he, he, he wasn't, they didn't really want him back at ESPN because he's too much of a, uh, troll. He's like mm. the ultimate troll. And it sucks because Stephen A's kind of become that role too. But Skip Bayless is the ultimate where he'll say one thing wrong about Dame this episode and the next week he'll say something. He'll say like, oh, Dame is the be- better than LeBron James. He'll say something like that, even though we know how hard he is for LeBron James. But Skip Bayless is like the ultimate, just like, shut the fuck up. You know? yeah. Like, you're done. I don't know uh, how uh, Shannon Sharp does it, man. Uh, you know what? Millions of dollars... It helps. It helps. Yeah. it helps. I mean, I'd work for Skip Bayless with Skip Bayless for millions of bucks. The uh, the thing is, I've actually heard shooters are having a lot of success because it's just less visually disturbing than to yeah. see a bunch of fans. So, like, we talked about how T.J. Warren had never hit more oh, than four wow. threes in the game. Yeah. And then and then Dame Lillard's pulling him from half court, essentially, and nailing three-pointers. Another thing I noticed, I was watching the Pacers-Houston Rockets game uh, last night, and uh, I noticed that the Rockets are... Either they're allergic to the key, mm-hmm. or they just don't. well they don't have they don't have anyone taller than six eight on the team. Well, they don't they don't even know what it feels like. No, they 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 went like ultimate small ball. Even even James Harden like will come in and then all of a sudden kick it back out before he get, touches the key. Yeah. It's very weird to me. They're just trying to set up three pointers. That's they're, all it is. They want to run. They want to. Uh, I think their system was they want to shoot. Uh, over fifty three pointers a game, if I remember correctly. From fucking Mike D'Antoni, man, he's uh, revolutionizing the game. Yeah. He always and he always has been. Always has been because he was the head coach when Steve Kerr was the general manager in Phoenix, and then Steve Kerr gets credit for changing the game in Golden State. But that was the offense they were running in Phoenix. Um, hockey, hockey, yo, five overtimes. It's crazy. It's two and a half games. Yeah, there was a dude who played sixty-five minutes. 
like Hand hockey in. players are fucked, man. How do you do that? Oh, Feligno looked a like a lot he was of gonna, beer. Yeah, Feligno looked like he was gonna die. Yeah, well, the, I was gonna say th- this statement. By the fifth overtime, they looked very tired. But it's nonsense because obviously by the fifth overtime, they look tired. So after seven periods, two and a half games you played already. The fine we finally get a goal. Who was it? it was Braden Point? And Corpus Salomon stood on his fucking eighty-five head. saves. Stood on his head, man. That guy played so well, and that game was nuts to watch. I didn't. Even, I didn't watch the whole thing. I couldn't. We went out for ice cream. And we were walking on Mount Royal, and there was a bunch of bars. So as we were walking by, I was looking to see when it was going to end, and it was just. It was like fuck, man. It's like almost to the point where I didn't want it to end because I wanted to see how long it would go. I, you know? I seriously thought one of the goalies was going to get to a hundred shots against, yeah. where you didn't even need a calculator to figure out what the save percentage was. You just have to look. Oh, uh, that's it. a good point. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. Um, so you know that it's nine ninety eight. <laughs> a, stat that, a stat that I saw was um, Corpusalo saved 85 shots in that game. Uh, during the entire series, um, Bobrovsky for the for the Panthers saved 109 against the Islanders. <laughs> so for three games, he saved 109. In one game, Corpusalo comes in and saves 85. So that was pretty impressive. Um, Eagle, you're going to have to do some work here. Um, there's the Green Men mm-hmm. uh, Twitter thing. That I couldn't get a I link think, for. I think Alex, the intern, sent it on our uh, group chat. Um, also get the NHL fans one loaded so for I, next. I'm not against it. So the Green Men, uh, they have season tickets for the Canucks. Mm-hmm. And they are Canucks fans. But And they tweeted something like, yeah, we've noticed that our seats are empty. If, we're, if we were quarantined for 14 days, dot, 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 like NHL, hey, we're ready to come on. Uh, I don't see what the problem would be to let these two people in because they're, they're but more the problem like, is, is everyone else will want to no, go. No, but they're invited and they're they're like a gimmick. They're like they're like a mascot. You know what I mean to to a certain extent. So, I mean, the NHL playoffs have been great. I love the way they set it up. They have the, yeah. t- the banners, the screens. Honestly, the, it's the fucking the NHL, the NHL, and the NBA have been perfect, beautiful, perfect. And it's, we haven't had any COVID cases, which probably means we're not going to get any. Maybe COVID the cases. bubble was a good idea. The bubble again. Like we a great made fun idea. of Major League Baseball so much. Oh my god! So much, Manfred. I, figure it the I, fuck I, out. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm sorry, baseball. I was <laughs> wrong. Also, you know what's funny is every spring training, isn't baseball technically in a bubble? Don't they go do it in in Jupiter? Yeah, but you're still allowed to go. To I understand, but like they already have the sites. They're the only league that already had the sites. It's a good point. It's a good point. I just, for some reason, I'm enjoying watching the the playoffs in the NHL just because the people running like the social media and the little like Amazing. entertainment. Yeah, they're they're so good. Like yeah. at one point, there was a tonight's attendance zero, yeah, which yeah. is fantastic. They give a shout out to the fans in yeah, attendance, yeah. <laughs> and you just turn to a bunch of empty well, seats I, I and literally to, fans. I want you to put that up. I don't have the clip of it though. I know. I told you I couldn't get the it. Best. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Carolina Hurricanes figured their social media out a long time ago. But, but honestly, the best part of it is we always talk about how boring hockey players are, and the teams are legit having fun. They're having a good time, yeah. and it's it's great to see. It's it's engaging from a sport that's never been engaging. Where their idea of being engaging was putting a, a blue streak to follow the puck. Exactly. Like exactly. that's that's how far the NHL has come. It's. I've been saying for a long time the it's NHL beautiful. has some of the best playoffs. Yeah, and it's the best tournament in sports, other than March Madness. I guess. March Madness, NBA playoffs, <clears throat> and but the NBA playoffs, uh, the second half of the playoffs is good. Yeah, but the NHL playoffs, every fucking round is sick. Of course, sick. Even this term of the playoffs, like the play-ins, the Habs versus the the fucking uh, Penguins. 
Then we have um, who else was? What other series was good? Toronto versus Columbus. That series was nuts. So you know what I mean? Like uh, hockey, it's so the parity in the in hockey is so much better than it is in every other league that you always get fantastic fucking playoffs. And the so, same thing with baseball. So this is the thing that Eagle was talking about. It says thank you to the fans and Thanks watch the video. All of their fans for their support during the NHL return to play. <laughs> I love the shit. The fans. And they have four actual fans in the stands. That's classic. <laughs> they said there was a bunch of messages they put on the screens. I wish you know, we could get them oh, all. They're so good. They're very Even good. Even when the uh, Bruins and uh, uh, Hurricanes went into overtime, they had a thing thing, deja vu question mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and even in the five overtime game, they, it said on the screen, it said, sorry if you had other plans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sorry if you had other plans. It's amazing. Um, I'm amazing. My favorite thing about that, before we get to rapid fire, was uh, that the fans were socially distant. <laughs> they put a they seat were, They were a couple seats away. It's true. Uh, Eagles, time. Uh, first, we got to go to an interview with Ben Mary. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, my sure, mistake. Sure. I forgot. We're currently going to interview someone we didn't interview before the show. Yeah, exactly. It's Ben Marion of the Alouettes. Um, we're, gonna, we're looking forward to talking to him yes. about all things him. And the Alouettes. This show is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub, home of the best rubs in town and La Salle's barbecue sauce. Peas. Just like Rubber Craft, I can't resist a good rub down, and Mike's barbecue sauce is the best rub down in town. So visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 promo code for 10% off on all individual bottles. That's Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off. And don't forget to rub your meat peas. Welcome, everyone. You're back and listening to our interview with Ben Marion. Terry, wasn't that first segment full of news and excitement? It was awesome, that segment. It was probably our best segment we've ever had. Oh, my God. All the moments. Just think of all the moments. There were so many moments. So many moments. So many moments. We are currently in this moment. Currently in this moment. And joining us is uh, current Alouette, current Montreal Alouette, Ben Marion. How's it going, Ben? Hey, guys. I'm... Oh, so, so it's fine. Thank you for having me. So it's funny. You asked us if your connection was good. We said yes. And then you answered that question. And then the answer to that is no. But <laughs> I think it's fine now. Um, it always happens. It's like it's good when we don't need it to be. And the second <laughs> the second we need to talk to you, then it's gone. Uh, Classic. So Ben was uh, your third round pick this year, right? For the Owls? Yes, sir. Third round pick, uh, 25th overall. I love it, man. Love it. And and did you expect to get drafted? What was the What was the thought process going in? What were they telling you? Uh, well, you know, I had an idea, but I didn't really uh, make myself expectations or something like that. So uh, I got real once I got the call and, uh, you know, they told me uh, we're going to draft you. But uh, I really thought I was going to get drafted uh, lower. You know, I, did, I wasn't invited originally to the, uh, the national combine. I was just going to the regional. But, you know, once I, I started the... Um, the interview process, and I spoke to a few teams. I understood, uh, you know, what their evaluation was of me, and you know, uh, what kind of uh, player they thought I was, and uh, where I was going to rank. So, you know, I'd be more like a mid rounder, maybe fifth, sixth, uh, sixth round, whatever. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, the number doesn't really uh, doesn't really matter for me. I'm really happy, and uh, just uh, just. Uh, an opportunity and uh, no, ma no matter where you're you're drafted or where you're you're coming out of uh, it's just once you get to uh, 
to a camp once you have that opportunity what what are you going to do with it and that's uh, that's my mindset so uh really really good uh, good vibes getting drafted in the third uh, third round but uh you know for me uh it doesn't uh, the number uh, that much ben i uh, i noticed you're you're listed at 65250 First of all, Jesus Christ. Second of all, I used to be 250 pounds. Why didn't I look like that? <laughs> uh, man, I, you know, it's, uh, my, I've been eating for, uh, for a long time. I was blessed uh, to have both parents and, uh, you know, coming from my mom's side as well. The whole family is really big and tall and, uh, you know, uh, genetics don't lie. And I think obviously a factor that uh, me a lot get to uh, you know help me get to the point where I am right now but uh, I think one of the main uh, the main things that I wanted to show and to showcase was the fact that I can move at this uh, that I can mm-hmm. I can move at this weight I can move at this size you know I'm uh, you know have that uh, ability to uh, move have that athletic ability that agility those quick feet uh, that's what I'm really more uh, focusing on, and you know the the size ma- matters. Um, so, but it's that... it's all about the speed. It's fast, and uh, you know, I have to I have to just show uh, that I can move at this uh, this size. Okay, so you answered my next question. My, ask, my next question was: Act as if P's and I are GMs of CFL teams, and then yes, try to pitch yourself to us. Other than football skills, so if I ask you, like, okay, so other than football, Ben, uh, what can you bring to the team? What what physicalities do you have? What is it that you can bring to the to bring to the roster? And we're we're GMs. I'm the GM of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and you're a GM of the Ottawa Rough Riders. Yes, and Eagle <laughs> Eagle is uh, Eagle yeah, is the whole point Eagle, of the joke. Eagle. Eagle is the GM of the uh, soon-to-be Quebec City uh, Rough Riders. Rough Riders, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that would be a new franchise. You guys should start it. That's good. <laughs> we should own it. Hot sauce Rough Riders. Hot sauce. Yes, Rough sir. Uh, you're gonna need a lot of money for it, though. Uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know but, about that. Um, it's a good question, actually, guys. You know, I've been uh, asked a lot that question during the whole process, the whole interview process. And, uh, you know, just being true to myself and just answering all those questions, honestly, I think uh, I'm a really um, intense player on the field, but I can bring a lot more to the, t- to the table. I think I'm a really, really relentless. That's all, that's the type of uh, my game I've been, I modeled it after. I just never quit, just relentless, have that high motor, uh, you know, just chasing down plays, pursuing, uh, never quitting on a play, you know. Uh, guys would tease me that all the sacks that I got at the University of Montreal were always effort sacks, not really like, uh, you know, pure pass rush moves off the, off the bat i got a few of those but grinding and just keep fighting and then getting to the quarterback and you know never never quitting i think uh i'm an intense player on the field but uh i can be very very uh you know laid back in the locker room i think um great locker room guy i've been around sports and team sports all my life i love it uh, that's one of the the aspects that i love the most you know creating those bonds with the players so that's really important to me and, uh, you know, I think I've uh, took on a leadership role as the years grew and uh, I've always had uh, kind of that, that role. I think I'm a, a person that's very vocal. So some guys, you know, are going to lead a little bit more by example. I try to lead by example on the field, but as well, uh, I'm not, uh, you know, just 
say what needs to be said or say the hard stuff or you know when uh, when we're in trouble or we just gave up a big play you know just remind the guys that uh, there's there's another play coming up and you know it's put that behind us and uh, you know just uh, focus on the little things focus on the details so that's that's the kind of player I am I think I I just hardworking guy that just loves the grind and just uh, loves uh, showing up every day and putting the work in and putting the uh, focusing on the details and just uh, help his team uh, win football games. That's that's really my my mindset. What a weird insult! Everything you got is because you worked hard, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not uh, maybe some guys are not about that life anymore. I'm joking, but. Uh, you know, it's it's some guys get it that way. Some of the guys, uh, you know, just are more finesse, or they're gonna get those those uh, those pretty sacks, or those pretty interceptions, or those pretty uh, you know touchdown catches. Uh, I've always been a guy that just works hard and never quits, and just relentless, and uh, you know, high motor, always going to that ball. I think I ball, and I I think that's what helped me uh, get to where I am. Uh, today ben uh we all you know we watch the drafts and everything whether it's the nfl draft or cfl draft we're always into the whole prestige factor right like oh the combine and they're running the the, the drills and the 40 yard dash and the bench lift uh, bench press uh bench and then obviously you know the the anxiety of the day hoping they pick what you want for your team but what's it like from a player's side actually sitting there like waiting for your phone call to ring not knowing exactly what's going to happen how stressful is that Wait, Ben, before you answer, what happened to you? I Did, missed words you just, today. You just, like, lost confidence as the question went on. I missed words. Went on. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, bench lift? It's a bench lift. Bench lift. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I don't think I've ever heard that one. That's a good one. It's how many reps can you do lifting the actual yeah, bench loaded with weights? plus the bench. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're yeah, not doing that, you're a pussy. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it was it was a special day, man. It's uh you know it's a day that you you'll never forget. I think it's uh, maybe it doesn't get as much media attention as maybe the NF. Uh, you know, for me, it was still a really special day. I uh, went home uh, with my parents and uh, my family and uh, my girlfriend. Uh, just waited for that, waiting for that call. Like I said, I wasn't really expect. I think I was expecting to get drafted, but um, you know, I was uh, just I was just trying to um, just uh, enjoy the moment, be there, and focus. Uh, you know, not not being stressed. I think uh, it was a lot of uh, lots of emotions. You know, when I when I got that that text. Uh, I uh, said, "Are you ready? I'm gonna call you right now." And you know, it was it was still early, so I was like, "Wait, am I getting drafted at this moment in the third round?" So it was special, man. Lots of lots of emotions. Great, uh, great feeling. I think it's a day that I'll never forget. But uh, you know, it's you're you're on a high for uh, 24 hours, and especially you know, getting drafted uh, here in Montreal and. Uh, like uh, like I said, I'm a Montreal kid, and you know, uh, I, I really felt the support and the love, and you know, so many people texting me, ex coaches, you know, players that I played with in the past, uh, guys that I went with elementary school, or uh, you know, players that I played hockey with when I, when I was younger, you know, just a lot of people just texting me and showing me support, and that's that was really special to me. You know, I, I felt that uh, uh, you know people were proud and people were were 
were really, uh, you know, supportive of, of me. They wanted to support this uh, this football team, and uh, it was a great feeling, man. But you know, once I got uh, uh, behind that, the 24-hour high, I was uh, the next day back in the lab, back uh, just grinding. You know, it's uh, it's that special day. All right, um, I'm drafted now. It's uh, get back to work and uh, get ready and uh, be prepared. Uh, uh, when I get a, when I get a call to uh, to show up to a training camp, so we got all we got with the serious parts. So all the serious questions are out the window now. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any more serious questions, Eagle? No. Okay, you're good. Okay, good. So uh, you obviously got drafted in the CFL. Your biggest accomplishment isn't being drafted in the CFL. It's scoring 130 goals in novice hockey oh you guys season. did your research that's good <laughs> that's good that's the, your research team is good because that yeah. one's pretty pretty far deep eh? my research how team... much but how much shit were you talking to all these kids who were much smaller than you <laughs> yeah because I, from what i heard you were also six five at nine years old <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically i just grew from six to nine years old and then i stopped <laughs> uh but it's it's funny actually because i think the other kids were actually talking shit to me because you know, I was this pretty tall, lanky kid, French, French Canadian, playing with all these English guys, and you know, we had them behind our jerseys, and you know, all these guys were like, "Who's this kid just, uh, just tearing it up and scoring goals?" And I was even rocking the Jofa Bucky when I when I had that, uh, <laughs> nice. that, that, that year. So you know, rocking the Jofa Bucky, that old school, and just uh, ripping it up. It was it was fun times. I think uh, I. I wasn't really talking that much because all these guys were, were just, uh, I don't know. I was still learning the, the language, English, and, you know, I was a French kid playing against all English guys from the West Island. So it was a, it was a great, great year, great experience. Uh, I think uh, great, great memories, you know, just tearing it up and scoring goals. I think I'll remember that for the rest of my, my life. And but you – you almost you you almost made it to um, you try you had a try with the Quebec uh, Ramparts, but you yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, almost made it is a is a big word. I mean, I played uh, throughout my whole high school. I was managing both football and, uh, and hockey was my first sport, and obviously I loved it. And I think I was pretty good uh, when I was growing up. So um, you know, just people. Uh, were giving me opportunities and I never played mid triple A never played midget Espoir, but I, uh, I got a pretty good year in midget double A. I think I was 15 and, uh, I was playing with older guys. And then I was also pretty tall and pretty big. And I got an opportunity to go and to their training camp, got invited and get drafted, but, but uh, it was a great experience. It's, uh, but obviously, I wasn't uh, ready to play at that level. I mean, I, I remember being there and seeing guys at the camp, you know, uh, Tony Duclair, uh, Kucherov, and all those guys were already there, established players. And you know, I'm just trying to come in. I've never worn a visor in my life, just trying to struggle <laughs> with that and trying to play some decent hockey and, you know, trying to be physical. It was a good experience. I mean, um, I think it was a bit faster than I what I expected. But uh, once I you know, once I got they, they decided to cut me and sent me down. They said, uh, you know, we like you, but you're not ready right now. Where are you gonna go play? I told them uh, uh, I had a few offers uh, to go and play junior AAA at 16 years old, and so I went down and played uh, for Lich. 
Sheen Maroon, uh, Maroon's uh, team junior AAA, and you know that was tough. I found I was still you know in high school trying to graduate and playing football at the same time, and and going there almost every night, and you know just grinding it out on the fourth line, just having three shifts a game. That was really tough. I it was at that point that I realized that I needed to make a decision and what uh, I enjoyed most and what I thought maybe was going to work uh, more for me in the future. And at the same time, was getting recruited to play CJF football. And, uh, you know, that made the, mean the, helped me make the decision. I think uh, it was, uh, it was a great, great experience, but I decided to uh, you know, continue on and uh, have the chance to go to, to school and get a degree and then go on to play university football and now i think i've uh, looking back uh, it was a real deception at the moment at the time but now i think it was a blessing because it got me to uh uh the cfl today so uh yeah it's great experiences and i think i learned from those moments for sure ben <coughs> sorry ben <laughs> um i'm always fascinated by uh defensive linemen and their eating habits and oh, I, was, I, got, I got a story. I got a Ben story. Eating habits. All right. Well, let me ask you a question oh, first. This was, guy, man, this research. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, You're getting live up. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting live um, There's right like a now. scroll. Yeah, no, there's like a scroll on our screen. Um, no. So um, I was watching the hot dog eating competition uh, this summer, the Nathan's hot dog eating competition, and I, I thought to myself, man, I don't know if I could do hot dogs, but like I know myself. I could probably like smash some wings at like an elite level. Yeah. What's the food that you think you can eat competitively? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, that's question. a good. That's a good question. But Thanks. Uh, you know, you're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, I love hot dogs. I mean, uh, we had our we had our tradition at the University of Montreal every every Wednesday on uh, on game week. We would go out to La Belle Province and just smash dogs and smash poutines and just uh, the guy was just tired of. Of seeing us but <laughs> the hot hot wings is something that i can eat for days uh that was also something uh the, the whole defensive line unit and cjep would always go uh, to the hooters every monday uh all you can eat wings and i have the the most i had i remember was 70 or 80 something it 80 comes by bash at 10 so uh but i there, there was this one guy that i remember he beat me he was like he ate like 90 or 100 wings. That That's was fucked up. But he was a lot. He was a lot uh, heavier than me. But still, I mean, uh, you know, great times. But uh, yeah, probably, um, probably wings. You know, a few hot ones, a few. So what I'm hearing is Ben, Ben, uh, Ben right into the LOS. Uh, you know. I'm, Honey what? garlic, that's that's what my... Oh, honey likes. garlic's legit. Honey yeah. garlic's legit. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing is Ben Marion likes his chances against me eating wings over Joey Chestnut and hot dogs. Like that's he, a good point. He's challenging me. He's not challenging Joey Chestnut. Yeah, it's true. It's a good point. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, you talk about food. Uh, what was the... I don't know if you remember Mike D'Alessio's 10, 10th birthday party. Uh, I remember it. My heart, man. My so heart. You, so you were about probably about 12 years old at this time. Yeah. So what, what, did, you, what did you intake and what was the end result? But you no, know, we have to put in context this whole situation because you know I'm a I'm a French Quebecer uh, from Ville Saint Laurent. I've never I've never been into an Italian family. I've never yeah, never had those Italian meals. You know, it's and a then lot. once I uh, once I went to uh, started going to elementary school in English to Garden View actually in, in the Ville Saint Laurent. Uh, that's where I met uh, uh, Mike Delasco's brother Anthony Delasco, which is a great friend of mine. And uh, you know he. 
uh, I would always he would always invite me to his house, and for me it was paradise going to the Italian <laughs> family, and you know the the mamas there and his and they're, mom and they're tiny the, too, so you're eating extra. The entire family's families. and sorry, their entire family yeah, small, was, so you're eating extra. Yeah, I'm always eating extra, and then so then I would go there, and I'm always I'm already the bigger kid, and they're like, oh, so gotta eat more, eat more, eat more, <laughs> eat more. So that's what it was about, man. I think I ate like maybe. Four paninis, uh, uh, one one lasagna. You know, I don't even know how many cannolis, and then the iced teas, and then the uh, was mozzarella sticks. <laughs> I, think you, I think there's the, there's like a number. I think you crushed like eight iced teas or something like <laughs> well, that. Well, you have to if you're gonna push down a whole lasagna. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it is what it is. It is, yeah. I mean, those those were great times, and we still laugh about it with uh, with the Delessios. But you know what? That was a special a special time also for me. You know. Those people, that family, bringing me in and just—they're uh, uh, able to uh, squash some Italian food. Those are great memories. For they're, sure. Yeah, they're a great family, and I know at the end you puked all of it out. So you're yeah, good. yeah, you yeah. Saved, you saved the it calories. didn't go through, man. That's the—we <laughs> have to be honest with each other. We have to tell everybody. I didn't. I didn't make it through, so uh, I learned my lesson at that. So point. I like I like my chances now in the wing yeah, com- your, wing competition your against are pretty Ben. Good. I mean, um, I eat. I try to eat clean still, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ben, Marion, thank you for joining us. Good luck. Uh, hopefully, there is a CFL season uh, coming ahead. Um, if not, best of luck during your tenure with the Montreal Alouettes. As Montrealers, we're proud of you and are looking forward to seeing you on the field, my man. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. It's much appreciated, and it's uh, a great uh, great time for me to, uh, to come on your on your show today. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, buddy. Later, my dude. This show is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub, home of the best rubs in town and last sauce, barbecue sauce, bees. Absolutely. They will get you satisfied in 12 seconds or less, just like Rick Pitino at that restaurant. So visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 promo code for 10% off on all individual bottles. That's Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off. And bees, don't forget to rub your meat. Eagle. It's time. I was going to say games of the week, but that's clearly not. That right. was a great interview with Ben Marion that we just had right now. It was okay. It was great. I love the dude. <laughs> I Eagle, love it's I, time. I hope, he, I hope we have him on when he makes it big. Rapid fire. All right. So let's start with a few good ones here. First we got is just beat it. Oh, uh, I didn't write the script for this part. Sorry about that, Eagle. That's okay. So, uh, some guys. I, and on a night when the Braves would love, as you said, Jeff, some length out of their starter, he's thrown 28 pitches and he has one out to get in the tone? third. Well, they think they'd love some length, but also. Wouldn't make any length. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> so also, also a little and girth. On a night when the Braves would Are you, love, as you said, Jeff, some length out of their starter. So, what's funny about all of this is length of the starter. They're playing the song well, Beat It on, on, on the Oregon. And Reese, Reese McGuire, who's coming to bat, was uh, found oh, no, masturbating in a parking lot love, said, uh, before the season. So starter. just beat so, it. L- lengthy and girthy and beating it. Love love the organist. And I love that it's played by someone who's called the organist. That's a good point. So I have a question. Are you a lengthy guy or a girthy guy? I am straight up length. I am You're not a girthy. I'm, I'm also a grower, not a short. I'm like a 50-50, but if I had to choose, I would probably choose girth. I will also you choose girth. girth. I feel like you always choose the thing you don't have, though, right? No, but I'm decent in both sides. I'm like this. Nice. No, I mean, I'm, I'm very, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's a piece. <laughs> Terry, what you doing later? 
Um, no, but <laughs> go ahead. Speaking of Ben Mario. Uh, all right, we have Just Dance. Uh, so this is a. Uh, you, do you want me to break them down so that? Please. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, th this fan was spotted here uh, shortly after a weekend he had inviting some of his buddies to his house. It is Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's say, like weekend. in attendance. This proves one thing: COVID cannot kill Bernie. <laughs> Nothing can kill Bernie. Time travel. Uh, next one we got is Optimus Prime Time. Uh, Deion Sanders leaves NFL Network and goes to Barstool Sports. So here's a clip. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, wait, I got it. Uh, Maybe here's a clip. I understand that even your parents and your girl are probably gonna want to take a picture with me after the game after <laughs> I just did it. what I did. No, you understand this stuff, man. Oh, so one, fuck, oh, man. One touchdown. I played against Jerry Rice, man, Mike Irvin, uh, Dern, Chris Carter. I played against Hall of Famers. I played against the greats. See, this is what we're going to do every Sunday night. We're going to have the guy who had the most catches, and we'll be like, what would his stat line have been against Prime? No, you, you, you're trying to compare a monument to a moment. <laughs> <laughs> what a quote. Did you just come up with that right now? What a quote. This, this is what you guys going to get. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, he was on part of my take uh, last week or the week before that, and I was like, fuck, man, this guy, I, I felt that he was going to move. To Barstool, just the way he was talking to them, and like he had hinted at something. I was like, I think he's gonna move to Barstool. Then they had that's him awesome. Again. I mean, it's good for them. Uh, I will say, I've always found Deion Sanders to have some great insight, the best. Uh, but he was on NFL Network, which means nobody saw it. So it's cool that he's going to Barstool Sports because, like, let's like, I understand I why the NFL Network is. exists, but like, that, like, you never watch NFL Network sometimes. Why on because purpose? It's on, yeah, good morning football sometimes on the background. I don't, I don't schedule it, though. I want to say I've had it. I've, I have a subscription to it, and I've watched eight minutes of it. But there's that there's that guy on Good, Good Morning Football that bothers me. His name is uh, uh, Rhett. There's, like, the girl, Nate Burleson, Schrager, and the other guy. He's the one that got into it with D'Angelo Williams because D'Angelo Williams said he never played football. And I was like, man, this guy's very annoying. And that's the only part that I don't like to watch because he talks a mile a minute. Go. Uh, next one I have is Kneeling Basketball Association and zero details. Yeah, so uh, President Donald Trump uh, criticized NBA players for kneeling uh, before the game and then said the reason that the NHL hasn't had any outbreaks of COVID is because they've been kneeling for the national anthem, uh, something that is particularly interesting considering 80% of the league is not American. And uh, secondly... Um, I don't know if he knows this, but typically kneeling and infectability are not related. Not related at all. Uh, it takes a genius to educate Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump, we've all figured out that he's just he he doesn't believe the things he says. I th I really don't. Well, especially he now he's ramping up for the election. Like, he's just exactly. saying it's, the uh, thing that gets his constituency riled up. Exactly. It's election season. It's always like this. That the, both sides do the exact same thing, but he doesn't realize that there have been protests though. That's the worst yes. part. They're having protests. And also, there's also been no outbreaks in the NBA. That's crazy. So, what's the issue? I love it. I love it. And in the NHL, too, I think. Raise your glasses. No. Um, everyone's dream girl at one uh, point in yeah. time, Mia Khalifa. Love she it. actually doesn't like it when you bring up her past uh, she job she employment. She hates it. Hates it. Uh, currently a sports I think podcaster? she has a podcast. I think she, has I think a podcast. she also streams on Twitch and everything. She was linked to Barstool at one point, but then she went on her own. Yeah. 
And so pretending all her other stuff doesn't exist has decided to put her infamous glasses for auction. So for the low, low price of $100,000, oh, I, I you will make a donation to the Lebanese Red Cross, get them signed by her herself, yes. and you'll be able to wipe off the jizz. <laughs> I guessed that they would go for like twenty-five k. I don't know if anybody's going to buy them at hundred k. It's not even hundred k or best offer. It's current, current bid. bid. So somebody actually bid that. That's crazy. So I wonder, can you check on it? Uh, yes. I mean, this is it. This is live. Oh, that's live. Okay, yeah. so the hundred somebody bid hundred k for those fucking glasses. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean it's good. I feel like if Hot Sauce Sports had more money, that's the kind of thing we'd spend hundred grand on. I don't think I would spend hundred k on glasses. Well, then I'm happy you handle the finances, Terry. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say hundred k on on glasses, but I would spend. I'd say twenty k. I would have spent twenty k on. I put an extra cent. Ego skipped the last one because I don't remember what it is. <laughs> All right, I guess we're done then. Well, yeah. Uh, you can start closing up the show, Eagle. We have one last segment. Eagle, read us the title of the last Hard Knocks episode as Terry and I will pretend like we saw it and break down what we saw. I actually don't even know what it is. I haven't actually watched it myself. So episode... Uh, I know what's up. It's called The NFL Prepares for a Unique Training Thing. I actually don't know. I actually okay, don't know so episode one of Hard Knocks Pass, we haven't watched it. Correct. I will. Oh, it's watch. called Los Angeles. There Los Angeles. Okay. I will not watch it because so I never do. This is what I think happened. So it's the Rams and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. They're both they're both featured. I think that they what they did is they tried to social distance them, but then they realized that it became like a turf war. So uh, the Chargers were like East LA, and then the uh, Rams were like South Central, mm-hmm. and they're Actually. like in the south of LA, like you know Orange County, all the way up until there. And I think that they started fighting, and then all of a sudden they met on the four on the four hundred one, and they just got into a full out brawl, one hundred men versus. 100 but was men. it a distance? Uh, a full-out brawl with social distancing. That's so bad. with really long sticks. Really long sticks. That's really long sticks. Really? That's what happened. So on the episode one. should be called really, really long sticks. sticks. That's what happened. On um, I've been Peas. You've been Terry. You've been Eagle. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. And the you there is the people. You the people. You guys. I've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. We the people. Not you. We. Well, this case, it's you.